Welcome to the Pilgrim's Odyssey, your guide to life's wild ride. I'm your host, Silwan Green. Every day we share incredible stories and valuable lessons on life and faith. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to share this odyssey with your friends and neighbors so all of us together can let our light shine. Welcome, my friends, to another episode of the Pilgrim's Odyssey. I was definitely on an odyssey today and had the pleasure to be reinforced with an important lesson in life on serving others in everything that you do. I got up, had an off day before I speak tomorrow, Fire Chiefs Conference in Washington State here in Wenatchee. So after I got up, I had a cup of coffee, got in the car, and I headed up to Leavenworth, small town everyone had told me about. They said it looks like a Bavarian village, and they were not joking. It looks like a Bavarian village, although it was almost like a Bavarian village on steroids because even like, you know, the Starbucks looked like a Bavarian village, and the McDonald's looked like a Bavarian village. And it was just a little bit too touristy for me. No, I liked it. It was cool. It was nice driving through, but I wasn't going to get out like everybody else and walk 10 blocks just to see 20 different versions of a Bavarian village. But it was pretty. So as I sat there, just a little disappointed of this Bavarian village, which don't get me wrong, it looks like it. If that's your thing, go there. I was looking for someplace else to drive through. So I... Looked on the map and Google and looked for some cool places to go. And I noticed that up through the mountains, about 20, 30 minutes away, was a lake, Lake Wenatchee. So I'm like, all right, let's go check it out. So I get in my car. We start winding through this valley. It was awesome. I mean, it was like a valley out of the sound of music in the state of Washington. And it was all kinds of farms and lots of green pastures and horses and mountains rising up from the floor of the pastures. It was awesome. Got to the lake and it was your t- it was a mountain lake. Whatever you th- would dream that a mountain lake would be like, it was this place. Literally from the edge of the water up went the mountain, pretty much all the way around the lake. Again, sadly, kind of like the Bavarian village of Leavenworth that was so Bavarian and over the top that it was almost too much. The entire lake, at least it seemed like it was developed. I mean, houses on top of houses. I don't even know if they had yards. I mean, they were literally like the parking. The elevated parking of one house would be up against another house. It was crazy the way it was. They just were piled on each other around this lake. And it was cold, so nobody was swimming because I'm sure mountain lakes aren't really good for bikini weather, even when the sun is out. But it was sure pretty. So at this point, you know, I'm having a pretty good day, but I wasn't, you know, blown away by what I thought I was. Not the Bavarian village, not the mountain lake, although they were cool. So then I head back. I head back to Wenatchee, where the conference is. It's midday. I don't want to let the day get by without feeling like I had done something. So I put on, make sure I got my step watch on, and I go for a walk downtown Wenatchee, which is pretty nice. It's a nice downtown, lots of shops, lots of outdoor shops, lots of places to see. I'm not expecting much. I'm just trying to get my steps in. One place I had not been yet in a couple days I was here was this place that advertised itself as Wenatchee's Best Sporting Goods Store. So I got to go. And when you first enter, it looks like it's nothing but mountain bikes. I mean, honestly, it's the best mountain bike store I've ever been in my entire life. But then as you kind of wandered around, it was like three levels. It had all kinds of other sporting type things, clothes, camping gear, that kind of deal. 
So I was looking around and, you know, some of the bikes were like eye water inducing because this is a place where you can get a, you know, $500 Trek or you can get a $7,000 pivot. Now, don't think I'm an expert that I just threw out pivot. I did not know that until today that pivot was a very good bike. But as I'm wandering around, this young kid comes up to me. He's very nice. Um, I found out a little bit later. He's in his early 20s. He's going to college. He starts asking me questions. Where am I from? I tell him. We start talking about bikes, and he's like, well, come on over here. You know, I can, I can show you all around. I can tell you everything you know about mountain bikes. Because I told him, you know, it's been back in my head for a few years to get a mountain bike again, mainly to do, like, going on gravel roads and parks near where I live in Indiana. And I told him, I said, hey, I'm here visiting. I don't even have a way to get the bike back. And he'd already told me they don't really ship bikes because it's so hard. He's like, oh, no problem. Come on, I'll show you around. Well, that kid proceeded to give me a master class on bikes. He started going into suspension and brakes and how they worked and how to maintain them and what I could learn to do myself and what he, I wanted someone else to do and how bikes had changed before I'd probably had my last bike and why you want a full suspension bike and why you, you want a hardtail bike and why you want to get a bike you can lock down the forks and why you want to get a bike that's full suspension that's got to just, I mean, just anything you can think of. What's the difference between a $7,000 bike and a $1,500 bike and a $500 bike? I mean, it was amazing. And then at one point we're talking and, and I'm like, well, you know, he said he was in college. And I said, well, what do you want to do when you graduate? He says, I'm studying entrepreneurship. Really? I go, what do you want to do? He goes, well, I want to start a ski company. And he goes skiing in here, gave me the name of some ski place that he said was awesome. Well, what do you want? What kind of ski business do you want to get into? I asked him. Well, I want direct to order, direct to the customer skis because I'm really big on customer service. And I can't believe, when I get bad customer service, that's enough to make me not go back to a place. You know, the customer's got to be first. The person's got to be first. And I was in awe of this kid because, you know, he was not like just, you know, talking the talk. The dude was walking the walk. He made me feel like I was some dot-com billionaire from Seattle visiting Wachee, getting ready to drop coin on an $8,000 mountain bike I'd hardly ever ride. And I was just some dude wandering around in flip-flops with 20 bucks in my pocket with no intention of buying a bike. It heartened me. It reminded me, man, that's what's important about life. Just wanting to give to others, wanting to be a good steward, wanting to start a business because primarily you want to do people right. You want to get people good skis made in a cutting edge way at a good price and be the one to directly deal with them so you know they're taken care of. God bless them. God bless them. We need more kids like that. So I leave that store and I'm feeling good. Man, I got something to talk about on the podcast tonight. I'm motivated by this young man. So I walk around some more. I go back to my room, did my push-ups and my TRX suspension trainer. Then I realized, oh, it's time to eat. I've been gone all day. So I people, a lot of people had told me about this place, the public market down by the water. Went down there. It's like this big, humongous old warehouse with all kinds of restaurants and shops inside. And I found one, looked at the menu. It looked pretty good. And even though literally it wasn't really busy yet, and I was maybe one of three customers, I it was just like reeked of pretentiousness. Now, I almost feel bad telling about it because I think this guy was kind of nice, but he was wound so tight and that restaurant was so tight and they were so pretentious. My goodness, the service I got was the 
opposite of that kid because I was spending way more money than I should have been on a dinner. And that guy treated me like, what are you doing here? Well, we get in there and I look at the card and it's happy hour. I can get a drink. And I sit down at like five till six. Happy hour goes to six. He comes over to ask me if I want something to drink. It's like six o'clock on the dot. And I go, well, hey, let me get one of these happy hour things. He goes, happy hour's over. And I go, it's six. I sat down like five minutes ago. Sorry, happy hour's over. And he's just looking at me like I'm crazy. Like, how could you possibly suggest that at six o'clock when happy hour's three to six, you might ask for a happy hour drink. But, you know, I didn't, I didn't want him to ruin my buzz. So I said, okay, that's fine. I'll just look at the menu. Bring me some water. So I look at the menu, and there's this nice Dijon chicken with mushrooms and onions and garlic potatoes and fresh broccoli. I'm like, that's it. That's what I'm going to get. So I make my order, and he tells me what comes with it. And he's like, yeah, it comes with a house salad. What dressing do you want on that? I tell him. And I look at him, and I say, hey, do me a favor. Make sure the salad comes out first. I don't want to be eating my salad when the chicken and stuff comes out. I want it to be hot. So bring me that salad first. He looks at me and he gives me this look like, of course, I'll bring your salad out first, you fool. So he leaves and I sit there and, you know, I'm drinking some water and I'm looking at my phone and time's going by and I'm, it wasn't like an amount of time to wait that I was like, what are they doing in the back? But I've been waiting a while. No salad. And here he comes. Both of his hands full. And there's my salad in one hand, and there's my piping hot meal in the other. And he just puts them on the table. And he says, hey, can I get you anything else? And I'm kind of looking at him like, uh, I'm good. And then I eat my salad. It was horrible. I'm like eating this salad. And it was, I got to say, the chef was great. The food was great. But I'm eating this salad, and it's on like this chilled plate. And the salad is cold. It's perfect. And I want to take my time to eat it. But then I look over at my little chicken and the steam rising up from it thinking it's getting warm. So I eat my salad as quick as I can. Don't really enjoy it because of that. Then I eat the chicken and it was good. And then I'm done and I'm just sitting there and there's part of me going, man, it'll be so hard on him. And then there's another part of me going, man, I just paid a lot of money for this meal. And this guy treated me like I was just, you know, he wiped me off the sidewalk and, you know, he's the one doing me a favor. And then, my friends, I thought back to that young man. And I thought, be like him. Be like him. Be thankful. You got a good meal. And I smiled. He did not get the tip I would usually give. But I gave him a tip. For a minute there, I felt like not giving him a tip. But I did. And I walked back. I got a couple more thousand steps in. I was feeling good. I got back to the room and I said, I want to tell my friends about my odyssey today. couple lessons from today, my friends. Go on adventures for no other reason than sometimes the adventure you think you're going to go on leads to the real one. Not the Bavarian town or the mountain lake, but just the young man who loves life and is doing it right and inspires you to do the same thing. And then remember, you're in a business where you serve people. Even in life, you come home with your kids. Remember, you got to treat them like it's the most important thing in their day. That's life. That's being excellent whether it's working in a restaurant or being a parent. How often do we come home and we've had a bad day and our kids can't wait to see us and we don't treat them very nice. Yet if all we do is take the time to listen to them and to talk to them and to treat them like they're the billionaire, dot-com web developer, and on their Tesla for the weekend to buy an $8,000 mountain bike they'll probably never ride again, or they're the dude with 20 bucks in his pocket walking down the street in flip-flops just wasting some time. You treat them both the same. 
You live life that way. You make every day a chance for adventure wherever you are and wherever you may find it. My friends, together, we will always aim high. No matter where we are or what we are doing, we will spread our wings and we'll keep our eyes on the things that matter. I'm Silouan coming to you from the mountains around Wenatchee, Washington. I am out. You've been listening to the Pilgrim's Odyssey. Make sure you comment, share, and like this podcast so all of us together can let our light shine. For books, videos, and more content from me, your host, please visit Silouan.com. That is Silouan, S-I-L-O-U-A-N.com. Until your next visit on the Pilgrim's Odyssey, I'm your guide on life's wild ride, Silouan Green.